Hello, and welcome back to another episode of 52 in 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today, we're going to be talking about a movie called Slight. Um, uh, I, I guess to start, uh, this movie has terrible marketing because I didn't know about it until the day that it actually came out in theaters, and Josh didn't know about it either which is, until I said, hey, there's this movie. Which is very unusual because like, I usually know what most of the things are, and I'm usually the one telling Anthony about what's coming out. Yeah, and I was I was at work, and I was on like I don't know if I was on Movie Phone or or Rotten Tomatoes or something, and I think I just clicked on my theater, and it said this movie Slight was out, and I was like, all right, and uh, there was a person of color on the on the movie poster, so I was like, let me click this because it's not a white person, and I clicked it, and it had pretty good reviews. I think it had like a seventy-seven or something on Rotten Tomatoes when I right when I clicked it, um, and. I didn't even really want to watch a trailer because I, you never know with these kind of things if the trailer is going to give a lot away, which I think it kind of does. But it's a pretty good trailer. Okay, I didn't um, watch the trailer. So you didn't watch the trailer. I, I was just I, like, I, I exclaimed seeing yeah. it. Maybe I'll go see it, yeah. and that's it. Like I knew yeah. something. I knew something about. I knew something about a magician, and I sure. that's all I knew. Like I literally didn't know anything else before I went into it. Yeah. So basically, the the to summarize the plot of the movie is um, there's this young kid, like 17 years old. Who is like a street magician? Yeah, he's like, he's like in, nineteen because like he passed up a scholarship and a chance to go. Oh, college, sure, so. sure, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he's late late teens, and he is like a street magician in L.A. Uh, taking care of his sister because both of their parents have passed away, and his little sister is probably like what, like seven or eight or something. I have no idea how old kids are. Somewhere in that range. Or um, 10 the, or 11. yeah, the main person is played by Jacob Lattimore, who I. I think the only thing I've seen him in is Maze Runner, and I don't even really remember him in that. I, um, I watch Maze Runner, and I don't remember it. Yeah, and he's, he's so he's pretty. You know, he was in Collateral Beauty. <laughs> you didn't see that. Movie. That's where I saw him in the fucking. Trailer. Oh yeah, he was in the trailer for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, that's. I knew I recognized him from somewhere, but it wasn't Maze Runner. But I saw him in the Maze Runner. Like I saw him listed as in Maze Runner. Yeah, good on uh, him for uh, getting the stink off. Yeah. Um. And then there's a. There's a girl played by Sichelle Gabriel. I think she's in some stuff, but I've never seen her before. And then um, the villain, crazily enough, is played by Dulé Hill, which is just – I told yeah. Rachel about this movie, and I told her the villain was Dulé Hill, and she just like started laughing because she's like, I can't imagine this five foot five dude as a villain. But It's like the like only things I've ever watched him in were like The West Wing where he's like the nicest dude ever. I never watched Psych, but like – And Ballers. And ballers. <laughs> and like he, he, he's, he played he – played, did you ever see Holes, the Shia movie? Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. so he's like he's like in the flashbacks and that, and that's like it. So it's like then him being a villain all of a sudden is kind of weird. Yeah, it was funny. Um, So basically like this and, kid – And the other actress – the only other person besides him you would have ever seen in this before is uh, Shashir Zameda who plays their neighbor and she's on SNL. Mm. Never seen her in a movie before. So like very, very unknown cast for the most part. Yeah, and small cast, and basically, like this kid, um, obviously, like street, being a street magician doesn't really pay the bills, so he ends up like dealing, not dealing, but uh, yes, dealing is selling drugs for Dulé Hill, but is sort of like you know they go through some montages where he's just driving around downtown L.A. and you know there's all kinds of characters buying from him, and it's not dangerous at all. It's just you know simple. They give him forty bucks, hundred bucks, and he gives them some some packets of drugs and. You know, he's just sort of like trying to make enough money to support his sister and then I guess move out of there. Um, and then shit just gets kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, so when you, you told me about the movie, I think you said it was good, but I didn't want to, like I said, I didn't want to know any other details or anything. Sure. I mean, I knew that you would liked it, but I was like watching it and it just seems like, seems like a very traditional story about like a guy that 
tries to do stuff to get his little little sibling out of the hood, and it seems like it's going to be almost a traditional family movie. Traditional family movie. The other thing I didn't know until like I just started figuring out by what was in the movie was that I assumed it was a PG thirteen movie, mm-hmm. and. I'm like nothing. Like, yeah, maybe he's selling weed, but I guess you can have a drug dealer in a PG-13 movie. It doesn't seem that intense. He's taking care of his little sister. It seems like it might be a little bit of an after-school special type movie. And then he fucking chops chops an our guy's arm off. I was like, what? This movie is not like a typical, predictable any you know what's going to happen movie. Like I just literally thought like, okay, well I mean like this is nice enough, but like it's I feel like I know exactly what this movie's going to be. And then he like, do he'll make some chop a dude's arm off, and I'm like, wow, I had no idea what's going to happen. So that, I thought that was like a pretty cool moment where it's like you think you know what kind of story this is, and then it just goes in another direction. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the movie is pretty straightforward for the most part. Um, maybe not. I mean, it's it's pretty traditional. Like not, everything is what it is on the surface. Like there's not really any like uh, extended metaphors or or anything like that. It's just you know whatever happens is what happens. What the characters feel, they feel and they say it and they show it. Um, and it's not super crazy. It sort of reminded me of um, I always forget that fucking movie, man. Nope. Teen- no, no, no. Well, yes, it did remind me of that. But it also reminded me of. Um, What's his name? My, my, I always forget. It's like my favorite movie. Uh, the the one Power Rangers guy. What's the movie called? Fucking Project Almanac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of that a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, it had a lot of similarities to Dope for me, but I like this more than Dope. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we agree pretty thoroughly on Dope in that like we think the, the, the last half of the movie, the, pretty much the second half of the movie, just goes in like a direction that doesn't really sort make a lot of sense. Sort of invalidates the rest of the and, film. And it just isn't that compelling compared to the hanging out and the learning about that world in the first half. It just goes in a very weird direction as far as how it wants to tell that story. And here I feel like it's uh, it feels a lot more like one cohesive story throughout. And yeah. I th- feel like, I mean, dope goes and I guess it doesn't go in a direction I was expecting it to. I can't call it predictable. I just wasn't an area that I thought was that interesting. And here it's like almost a more traditional story where the guy just has to go take down one bad guy and do something. Whereas it's a little more ambiguous as to what's going on in dope. But I just, I just found this more interesting. And cause I was like, I didn't, I didn't know where, how far they were going to push that character, you know? Yeah. And I guess you could have said that about dope. The guy falls into also dealing drugs in a way, but it did it, that that movie didn't really i don't think it knew what, what its tone wanted to be and this one like stayed very suitably dark throughout most of the second half and mm-hmm. i was but I also was, like realistic for the most part uh sure i mean it's a science fiction for sure movie um, but if, and that's it, it, was, yeah, i mean given some of the uh, things that the guy is doing it did feel still feel pretty grounded i guess at the same time yeah that's what i guess that's that's a better word grounded um He's, so uh, uh, I know you don't love – at least I know you don't love time travel, but what did you think of like the science fiction-y stuff in this movie or the magic or whatever you want to call it? Well, no. I mean – well, there's no time travel in this. What do you mean? Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I'm saying like I know you didn't like – like generally you don't really like time travel oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't like thinking too much about time travel. I don't think a lot of movies get it right. But as far as the science fiction here, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, And part of that is on a production level. This movie took cost $250,000 to make. So Damn. to do some of the – um, I listened to a podcast that the director did with uh, Sean Fennessy, The Ringer, which is actually really interesting. 
um, he, he's actually kind of the, the director. Um, his name is uh, JD Dillard. JD Dillard. He like, got to start as like literally a receptionist at Bad Robot, made friends with JJ Abrams, and was like a PA on Star Wars pretty much, and then just went straight to making this movie. But still, nice. like even though he's friends with JJ Abrams, he so, still somehow couldn't like get JJ to like hook him up with a little money for the to help <laughs> pr- produce this because this isn't a Bad Robot thing. It got bought by it got bought by Blumhouse or distributed yeah. by Blumhouse, which is another weird thing that the marketing was so bad, like you said, where it's like. They marketed Get Out like you think they would have found a way to give this a little more buzz. But anyway, like just on the production level, though, like he pulls off a lot of really cool stuff with not a lot of money. Like I said, it looks really good. Um, I and and I like the science fiction part of it. I the one thing I thought though is that I mean. I, I guess at this point, like I already talked about the guy getting his arm cut off, so I'm not going to worry about spoiling yeah. anything. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of spoiled that. Yeah, whatever, whatever. But he 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 does some he does he does this thing with his arm where it allows him to control stuff. And I mean, I, whether it's realistic or not, I still thought it was pretty cool. And they tie it into just what exactly a magician's mentality is. My big thing with that mm-hmm. though is that like I liked what they did with it, and I liked like thinking about the science behind it. I thought it should have had a little bit more of a cost in the end. It just seems like that kind of in thing. In terms where, of what? Well, oh, like a physical okay. cost to his body. Sure. It seems like yeah. they're getting at that a couple times, where he looks like he's yeah. kind of in pain. And it I looks thought like that, he like, got his whole arm burned off, though, at the like that last scene. Not off, but he like burned his whole fucking arm in that. And yeah, when he goes I, to Dooley Hills, I thought house. he was gonna have like some kind of. I thought I almost thought it like needed to be like a little. It just felt like the way the movie was going and how dark it was and like how much it was clear he was having to exert and stress he was putting sure. on his body to do that every time. I just thought like. I don't like the word payoff because that makes it seem like a positive sure. thing. But I thought there was going to be some other kind of cost to him. Consequence. Con- sure. Consequence. Him taking it to the max like he did. Like I thought like th- 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 some trade-off for that was going to be him like having some kind of permanent disfigurement or making it harder for him to do magic or something. And it actually seems like it goes the other way. And like that's fine. Um, I, I, that was just where I thought it was heading. It seemed like with what they were setting him up for and what he was putting himself through, there should have been some other consequence. And then if you don't want to do that – Actually, I do kind of like that last shot, but I almost would have rather a more traditional ending. No, no, no. I like that ending, but I would have rather it been a little more ambiguous on her face. Like sure. she, she looks at it like it's an amazing, like positive thing, and I almost would have liked to have been like, "Oh shit!" Now he's gone down the rabbit hole, and like he's doing like um, he's do- he 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 got all this power and like made it ambiguous as to whether or not he's like going overboard with this. Have, well, have, I think like, I feel like she was kind of shocked. I thought more she was than. Like, I thought it was more of a smile, like, oh, wow, that's amazing, whatever he's doing there. I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, I could see I could see that, but— That's how I, I read it. But, like, I almost thought, like, sure. if you didn't want to, like, have him, like, have some uh, deformity because he was doing all this crazy shit to his arm, at least, like, I, I thought the movie would have been better off, like, like, yeah, he got out of the hood, he got the happy ending for his sister, but now is he, like, almost going off the deep end a little bit? Like, well, I thought that would have we'll been cool. We'll see in slight, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not opposed <laughs> to a slight two down the road. I mean, like, I just, I, I mean, like I said, it, it, it would, there'd be a lot better chance of that if they had marketed this movie better and made more than four million dollars. But yeah, know. it's kind of, cr- I just don't, because it's like, it's like a good movie. You it's know an accessible I mean? like, movie. Like, I mean, it's a weird one, and I, I, there might not be anyone that listens to this podcast because I already spoiled it, and like, we don't and know because any, nobody's heard. We don't, of it. we don't know anyone else that's seen it besides the two of us. But it's like it's not like a it's not like super it's almost it's more traditional than something like Colossal, which we talked about two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. like I think that that's a weirder movie than this. But it's uh, it has I'd say it's I think it's found a little bit more of an audience. It still didn't make a ton of money, but it's like I feel like that movie got a little more buzz than this. Like this, well, is it has just like it nothing. has more star, I mean, it, it has, has more star power stuff. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has star power and has just a little bit more publicity. It's like I think movies like this that have smaller cast can still make money. Like Project Almanac made. 
thirty million dollars or something like that, right? It didn't make a lot of money, but like it still made some money. Um, like I don't know why you couldn't have like given this at least that much of a push because it costs so little to make. Like I mean, um, let me let me look up. I, maybe pro- I don't know how much think- Project Almanac. I think it was still pretty cheap. Um, but like it was still more than this. It's like you could have. Uh, Project Almanac has a thirty-five percent on Rotten, dude. That's crazy. Okay, Project Almanac had a twelve million dollar budget. It made like thirty-three million. So this literally costs like a twentieth, like a like a thirtieth of Project Almanac, and like it had just as unknown of stars. Like no one had really ever seen almost any of those people. Yeah, before. Johnny Weston or any of those people. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Like so. Like I mean, like all unknowns but they still gave it a little bit more of a push i guess it was just a studio movie to begin with but yeah. still and uh, blumhouse has done a lot of things where it's like already this year they had split and they had get out like split was a five million dollar budget I don't, so i don't good for them they're getting some return on their investment if it costs two hundred fifty thousand to make um but i don't know it's just a, it seems weird that i think it's a story that other people would enjoy if they had just made it more of an effort to get the word out what did you think of uh the storyline for Holly with sort of her parents and her mom beating her and shit like that. Do you find any like discomfort in that? Do you think it was a little over, over the top or, uh, corny at all with like what she said and everything. And how'd you feel about that? I mean, it wasn't the most interesting part of the movie for me, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't find it actively bad or corny. I, I mean, I guess it was a little weird that they made it about like an abusive mom instead of like an abusive guy. I mean, sure, maybe that happened. I guess that happens sometimes, but like, yeah, uh, I don't think they handled it poorly enough to like stick out like a sore thumb. But like, it definitely, sure. it definitely was the far like not that totally compelling. compelling. Like they didn't, they didn't yeah. do a ton with it. It's like, all right, it gives him a reason to rescue her in a way. Okay, sure, she, she can live at his house. I mean, it didn't, it didn't have a ton of payoff other than like. It, gave her a reason to run away with him um yeah yeah that, that that's sort of like the whole reason she was a little excited is... I, I mean like i i like their chemistry and i thought they did pretty well yeah. in the scenes together it was still like you this guy lied to you and he's a drug dealer and you want to give him your life savings uh okay uh cool um <laughs> well i think you could tell when people are good people though right i mean yeah i guess you could tell the guy good on her she could judge a character i, I suppose i was just like you're, you're you're jumping into this thing pretty quickly, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I, I guess that 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 this maybe that maybe the thing with her, I guess that it makes it more realistic that she would uh, she found someone else in life that she was um, sort of share, share your misery, yeah, like, or just that like she she just found anyone that she had some level of connection with, and it would make sense that you're more pushed towards that person if your home life yeah. is that bad. So sure, th- yeah, she's able to open up to. So him I, I guess I, I just made that I just made that critique about her her like giving him all her money, but like it, it, it might make you a little more open to someone else if you find someone you think you can trust. Um, For sure, I, I I really liked. I guess I was just thinking about wait how they meet. Uh, she was she slipped. In she some, was in the she, street. She, was, yeah, yeah, she slipped in her money with a tip when he was doing magic, and I was just gonna mm-hmm. say I, I did really like the magic scenes. Um, yeah, yeah, really they were funny. really cool. Um, I, I I I do enjoy. Like, I mean. Uh, the the now you see me movies aren't good, but like I, no, they're I awful. but 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 I enjoy like I just I enjoy magic and it's kind of cool to see it just like done like that where it's like not that fancy and in, in a way it's just more fun to like watch people's reactions to them like that was one thing that uh, Dillard yeah. said in that interview I listened to is that they make it a point just to like almost focus on the people's reactions to him more than like the uh, trick the trick itself which is kind of yeah. it's interesting that like i've enjoyed watching that that much like as, as opposed to like watching him actually do the trick it was fun just like seeing how people reacted to him like i enjoyed that yeah no no question um i think they did a good job of it and i think that it it, it it's like retroactively better 
by them showing his like commitment to being a magician and everything and commitment to like all the tricks. Um, other, cause otherwise you're just like, okay, like it's a trick. We don't know how it happened. So it's sort of like boring, but, um, I think they did a good job with that. And, and I think this movie, this kind of movie sort of relies on the little, the little sister, like being a passable actress and sort of like believing her when, um, and like, you know what I mean? Like she was fine. Yeah, she was fine. And, and I think sometimes when like the kid actors are bad, it sort of like takes away from the from the storyline a little bit. But yeah, she was good, and you can see like the chemistry she had with the neighbor and the girlfriend and everything, and and her brother. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was happy. This is, a, I mean, it was a great way to spend an hour and a half of my Friday. It was, it's a really short movie. Yeah, I'm, I hope I hope I hope people find it. I mean, I I don't know. I don't even know if it's still in the theater. I can't remember. I. I I, I don't at, know I either. At, I looked at my thing earlier and I couldn't remember it. Um, so did you? Uh, I, I, it sounds like I mean to enjoy it as much as you have, you must have en- enjoyed Jacob Lattimore's uh, talents. Yeah, he was good. I hope he's in. I hope he's in more stuff. But I don't think he's like even um, scheduled to be in that many things yeah, well, so far. So, so Is he? I, he's so he's going to be in the new Catherine Bigelow movie, Detroit. Oh, uh, okay. Have you seen that cast? Yeah, I, I didn't like the trailer, but. Um, oh well, know. I mean, so the, uh, I think the cast is pretty good, though. So it has him, um, which Boyega's I didn't realize before. Right? Boyega's in it. Jason Mitchell is in it. Um, Gabenga Agagbi, the guy that played Chris on The Wire, um, and that has Will Poulter, uh, Jack Rayner, um, Caitlin Dever, who you know from Short Term Twelve and Laggies, um, and mm-hmm. uh, Anthony An- Anthony Mackey. Um, yeah. No, I mean so, it's like, fine. I, mean, I, I just, uh... I mean, I thought the true. Like, I, I, when I heard Catherine Bigelow movie about Detroit riots, like I was expecting maybe a little bit more of a, dy- a dynamic trailer, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I just I'm rolled my excited. eyes a little bit. I, I don't know if I loved her as much as everybody else does, but yeah. I don't know. I forgot. I forgot. You don't like the Hurt Locker. It's the same writer too. Yeah. I fucking hate the Hurt Locker. Yeah. I think it's an awful movie. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like it, but I, I'll admit that I haven't, re- I don't think I've rewatched it since I saw it the first time. So. I, I like it, the fact that it, one best picture that year will forever bother me. Were you cheering for Avatar? Yeah, man. I would, like I love the environment. What? I'm an eco, I'm an eco guy. What? <laughs> Are you just kidding no. me? You, you just know what you yes. like Avatar. No, Avatar is fucking awful, oh, man. Okay. Was there some? Was there another movie you were cheering for that year? Wasn't that the same year of Inglorious and District Nine? Oh, I think you're right. That was a good year. Yeah. Right, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Whatever it was, there was at least two movies that no, year. Yeah, that... her, her Locker came out that spring. Uh, no, I, Her Locker, no, I think it's the year before. Maybe it's the year, maybe Her Locker was the year before. Um, let's, let's get to the bottom of this before we sign let, off. Let's get to the bottom of this. My, my internet's going a little bit slow, though. Um, um, no, 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 Her Locker beat Milk. I, it was the same year as Milk because I remember I wanted Jeremy Renner to beat Sean Penn, um, even though I hadn't seen Milk. Um Let's see. 2010, or maybe it is actually. Just the, the, I think you might actually be I, right. I, no, maybe it's 2007. What year it's did like the fucking same. Hurt Locker come out, man? So yeah, you're right. It was the same year. It was, uh, so yeah. it was the same year as Inglorious and District Nine. I actually really yeah. liked an education. Um, it had Up in the Air too. That, is, that actually, I mean, like yeah. I like Hurt Locker. So I, I, I mean, that was like a really good year for like the Best Picture category. Um, yeah, man. District Nine, Up in the Air, and Inglorious. All yeah. I, I actually really like In Education, which um, I know you're not a big Carrie yeah. Mulligan fan, um, but like uh, that, she's really good in that. And yeah, um, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I like Inglorious uh, better than Hurt Locker, um, and Up in the Air better than Hurt Locker. Um, but yeah, whatever. 
Uh, we got, we yeah. got off on a little tangent there, but uh, a little tangent. I, I'm, I'm excited for that movie though. Like I, I still like it, and I like Azure Duck Thirty. So be interested to see what they do. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna watch it. I just, you know, I'm glad. Whatever, you know, I'm glad he's gonna get in a big in a big picture. Um, I think he's pretty good. He's already in Collateral um, Beauty. This isn't anything new for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Detroit certainly will never be marketed as well as Collateral Beauty. So. Um, well, he's hopefully, got hopefully it's not to the point where they have uh, tweets from Chris zero seven one two on the commercial telling you how oh good it is. God, <laughs> did you, you didn't see it? Did you? No. Oh. Okay, I just had to make sure you saw the standards, man. I forget these no, things. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, I think if listen, if your movie theater is playing slight, go see it. Because what's it's coming out this weekend? It's like King Arthur, right? Is like nothing else coming out this weekend. No, but then after this weekend, stuff comes out. Yeah, well, Covenant the next weekend, Covenant, and then, and then and Baywatch. Baywatch. But, uh, um, but yeah, this weekend, as far as like stuff just coming out, like it's King Arthur. There's this Goldie Hawn, Amy Schumer movie, Snatch. It's not getting good reviews. God, uh, no. Um, oh, but there's The Wall, this John Cena movie, which we don't know that much about still. But like, you, you have time to go see that if you're a John Cena fan and see this, if this is still there. Or, yeah, so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Go see Slight. Go support People of Color. Go support... Um, Small movies that need to be made uh, for originality's sake, and um, yeah, I think I think that's a good discussion on it. Um, Twitter, Josh, what's yours? At Josh Chernovoy, J O S H J U R N O V O Y. Mine is at a clambake, A K L A M B A K E. Our podcast Twitter is fifty two in fifty two pod. Um, Josh has been updating that with all of the links to our podcast and um podcast email if you want to get in touch with us 52 in 52 pod at gmail.com um yeah so thank you guys for listening go see slight go see guardians go see colossal go to the movies buy movie pass movie pass is going to sponsor us soon um you need yeah. to start going to more movies and getting your money's worth for movie pass these days i know man i know i've been slacking a little bit but now that i have some free time i will I'll do that. Um, But yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 